Hello everyone and welcome to the Incremental Gains podcast. Today's episode I sat down with Paul Stott for our part two and we discussed everything from our ice bath experience to flotation tanks, mobility, the art of storytelling. I hope you enjoy and I'll see you soon. And we're back there, yeah? Can you see me? Oh yeah, you're back on. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So I've got a bit technophobe. It's been because I've been starting to upload these onto YouTube and stuff and yeah. The initial one that we did on the was it the twelfth or the fourteenth of April, so like mm-hmm. about about a week ago or something like that. I did it because the Skype's on my phone, so I did it on my phone and I edited it in iMover. But iMovie is a different format to like upload to YouTube. Right. So and it was about it was about three gig the file. So I had to like eventually I got it up there obviously, but yeah, that was a little bit of a learning experience to a complete technophobe trying to upload stuff onto YouTube from iMover. Yeah. So what did you do for your for the second one then? Did you use the same or you just knew how to do it then? I downloaded some software now. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, initially it was free. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Free software, but then when you come to export the video, there was a big watermark across the middle of the screen. All right. So <laughs> that's how they get you, so I had to buy it. Oh man, yeah, that's how they get you. Oh, good. Like you say, though, all these new skills you're learning now, your little video yeah, yeah. tools and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So learn, like, sort of how to edit the beginning bit, fade out the the logo, and then at the end, there's links to like previous videos and that now. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. work work in progress. Yeah, good. You're pleased with it so far? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. A few people put out a post last night on the Incremental Gains Facebook page, and a few people have just not. Not um, negatively, but just been asking, like, why are you doing it? What's what's the point in it? Right. And um, it was just about, because I've been after trying to do it for a while. It's been something I've had an interest in for ages, and I thought, well, now's the perfect time to do it if I'm ever going to do it. Yeah. And there's no real end game to it. A little bit like I heard Tim Ferriss talking about once, that just enjoy the process of doing it, learning. All knowledge is ultimately self-knowledge in it, so if I can maybe learn how to maybe talk a bit better, listen a bit better, learning how to do videos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, a big one from, from our last chat was the ums and the ahs. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I saw my sister commented on it as well on a, on an Instagram post. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I know she's doing the same. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> Something like that, you know? No. Yeah. Good. Well, hey, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, there's no real end game to it. I'm just going to put them out there, and yeah. they, they obviously help me. I'm learning about myself, and we have pretty interesting conversations with all the different people who I'm hopefully going to get on. And people take like one little nugget from it, yeah. even even it's down to like how many times you say "erm" in a in a sentence or a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. So I take it forward, and you know, yeah. you pass that on. Lets other people sort of think about it as well, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, just enjoying the process. There's no goal to it. Good. We'll just see how it goes. So yeah. I was um, your week last week. You was changing roles slightly, weren't you? I remember from our, our last conversation. Week, yes. Yeah, it's, it's still a weird place where I, I think because we're so far west and we've had extra time to prepare. Yeah. Um, even though the COVID is is in the county, the hospital it is still a lot quieter than they were expecting at this right. stage when they were modelling it beforehand before it kind of went a bit crazy everywhere else in the country so yeah so still still weird i had i had a day in um 
sort of attached to A&E with the physio and a nurse, but um, ended up seeing a couple of people on the wards instead of A&E. We weren't, we weren't really needed. All right. So this week it's still, you know, dealing with the new referrals that are coming in, picking right. out the ones that, you know, the super urgent ones that would need mm-hmm. home visits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's still, still a bit odd. So I've been doing, again, just doing a lot of online learning this week today and, yeah. and yesterday. Just, what have you been looking at? It's been nice. There's a lot of respiratory modules about oxygen therapy and um, the right. system, and yeah, lot lot of big words I've had to Google in the last two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so what, how, do you, how do you start to implement that then? Oxygen therapy or whatever it is. How do you... Well, it's it's for why you know with with this with this condition, especially the ones that are sort of worse affected. Yeah, it's all respiratory. There, isn't it? there yeah. is a need for a, for a ventilator to keep them keep them alive. You know, so right. it's all about different different oxygen levels in the blood. And yeah, oh, it's it's beyond my normal role, but it's interesting. Like we said before, it's interesting to read and and learn about. Even though I'm probably unlikely to be applying a lot of it, it's just useful to yeah. to know and and even recognizing signs of distress. You know, because someone's you know they're not breathing correctly so and it could it could be a simple simple solution for some things just like the position that they're in a change of position in the bed or on the chair can just make it more like yeah yeah could, to get into the lungs and that yeah can make a bit you know somebody slumped right down and everything's all squished in and they're struggling for breath well let's alter your position first and see how that affect. and this isn't something i'm doing at work this is what i'm what i've listened to and, and yeah yeah you know yeah. it could be as simple as that that could make the difference you know so yeah, it's interesting there was a post on facebook yesterday a guy called ben poppleton who i, who I followed um through jujitsu mm-hmm. but he was showing um just sat on a chair neutral spine but having a broomstick behind his back with his arms looped over the top okay broomstick like comes through your elbow and round your back and it was yeah. it was making you sit upright with a neutral spine and pushing the chest out okay and uh he he was showing it because he'd read um, some study or some some doctor's study that was showing that this is a an optimal position to sit in to allow like the most oxygen or to get into the lungs or whatever like yeah oh wow well, it's interesting isn't it I, i've just seen a post today actually the um the foundation training um thing that i do for my back um they've just shown i've only quickly scanned it i'll have to reread it but i think i've got it right they've shown they were testing firefighters and a lot of them in in california are using this method of um reducing injury you know lower back problems it's a right. it's a you know epidemic almost in itself you know low back problems but they're showing that do, using their sort of breathing techniques it's shown to increase their um their lung volume for firefighters so right. i'll have to I'll, about 10 minutes ago it just kind of caught my eye so i'll have to you've got to have a proper proper, read, have about a proper read about that and see see yeah. what it's about yes yeah, so what, what exactly are you doing for your back then so at the moment and what was the injury i know it was quite quite seriously but what was it a surfing injury or just general? Yeah, no 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 i think it was you know i think it's a combination of things from yes our, our our previous life of spending um quite a bit of time sitting and yeah, wait yeah. for things to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes going from so that. now I'll become good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect time now to practice. <laughs> and, then, and then going from that position, so a sitting position in 
poor cheers. I mean, that's a whole conversation in itself. Yeah. Um, and then going from that position to getting up and putting on the, the things that we had to wear before, you know, it was a lot, quite a bit of weight that we had to carry, wasn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Fully loaded position. Sometimes being called to to move quickly as well. And sometimes going from that to sitting in a vehicle. For, yeah. for, and then, and I think it's combination of that, probably poor movement patterns, poor posture. And, and it just caused a, a couple of discs in my lower back to kind of, let me know they weren't happy and it caused a, a bit of pain and sciatica down my leg and yeah. um, loss of sensation. Yeah. So that, so it was that, but anyway, th- through that, I kind of went online and found this um, sort of training protocol by a, he's a, he's a chiropractor in America, Dr. Eric Goodman, um, his, his idea, patient um, mm-hmm. training. There's a lot of um, really useful breathing techniques, a lot of isometric holds, basically strengthening the sort of, posterior chain of your muscles down your back down your hamstring so really working you know simple looking positions but if you if everything's active so all all the way from your from the balls of you know the from your feet you know the arches in your feet um squeezing your thighs together um you've got your hands out the front in some position so you're activating what they call a sphere of tension. So you, so you kind of activate right. your fingers. They're all pressing in, and you, and they can use a scale. Yeah, you, know, you can say to start off, you can reduce the tension, have a low number. Say, once you've warmed up, you can go as hard as you like, and it's all right. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting. It's interesting, yeah, and it's done in standing, in in prone, and supine, and, and kneeling. There's lots of different different movements. Yeah. A lot, a lot of surfers seem to be. Um, seem to be using it to prevent and strengthen and has it helped it's been a massive one for me yeah Yeah. huge yeah once i got hold of the pain that was the big thing because that was once once you got used to the pain you mean no i wanted because it originally it was kind of it was progressively getting worse with the pain so i was struggling with my mobility and walking slightly different than i would and then one day the pain was just awful and i had to um basically stop work i had to get signed yeah. off work but i was a bit reluctant to sort of take any of the stronger painkillers mm-hmm. um looking back now i i think i would take everything that the gp would <laughs> was allowed to give me <laughs> but uh so that didn't help them with my mobility because you know when it's still a bit painful you're still carrying yourself yeah yeah so over the over the months it kind of did it did ease off and did resolve and once I was able to move a bit more, I could push a little bit in these poses and, mm-hmm. you know, I eventually sort of found a guy in Cornwall who's a certified instructor and did a couple of private sessions with him. Right. Signed on with their sort of online streaming platform. So I pay a monthly fee and they've got a whole host of different workouts on there for surfers, golfers, um, runners. Um, they've currently got a guy who's doing quarantine workouts every day. He's uploading those because he's... Uh-huh. Uh, He's isolated, but I do I do sort of fifteen to twenty minutes every day as a yeah. maintenance, and then if I've got time, I'll add a couple of extra ones in just to just as extras. And it yeah. seems seems to be seems to to be you know it seems to work. Yeah, so right. yeah, fingers crossed. Do, say again, fingers crossed. Yeah, just got to keep plodding away, haven't you? And do what you do. I'm, I don't know if I mentioned before at the time when it kind of got worse, I was, I was doing quite a lot, but I was, I already knew about these foundation training exercises, but I, I was yeah. kind of neglecting them a little bit. 
And right. so I was doing loads of other things, but not doing the things that I should have been doing. It's hard, so, isn't it? The, the fundamental yeah. stuff and the, the stuff that like is really boring. Yeah. It's the hardest stuff to do half of the time, isn't it? Like can be. I can't remember if we touched on it or it was Gary Fletcher in the previous episode we've just done. We were talking about like mobility and stuff like that and how yeah. it is it is boring. Yeah, I know I should do it. Yeah. And the way my body is and the, the sort of age I'm getting and the injuries <laughs> picking up. It's You're something I should, be, I yeah. should be doing. But I just it's it's hard. So I've I've been trying to do a bit. We did a a little bit of an online yoga thing last night, me and Laura. Oh, cool. Signed up to Les Mills, Les Mills um online streaming workouts. So we did a um a hip stretch one. It was only 15, 20 minutes, but felt felt pretty good after it and that like. So Yeah. yeah. How are they today? How's your hips today? Are they feeling it or you nice though, right? Yeah, yeah. Feel okay. Yeah. Yeah. Feels feels pretty loose and, and open and that, so Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely you're right, it's definitely a big one, but it's trying to make it interesting, isn't it? Mobility. I was lucky. I met a, met a guy down in Pembrokeshire a couple of years ago, and he was running these outdoor sort of primal movement groups. Right. So, like Edo Portal type things, you know, bit animal crawls and. Is this the fit for purpose guy? Is it? Is this? Is yeah. 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 I mean, he's not running those groups now. He's he's sort of doing a different thing, but um, it it came at the right time because I was kind of saw it and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I've never done anything before. Yeah. It, um yeah so just interesting different ways of moving and it made it fun and yeah different you know so, yeah. and, and outdoors as well barefoot outdoors on the beach or on the grass you know perfect massive it's interesting you said that i took olga for a walk and i've i've been walking in the you know vivo barefoot shoes what we've yeah. and you got a pair haven't you i have yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i took olga walking in vivo barefoot and i go up these fields on the back at sankey valley there's, there's hardly anyone around and I don't know what what um what sort of came over me or anything. I just thought, you know what, I'm gonna do at least just hundred metres bare feet, just on the grass, in the fields, and uh whatever the the science is behind it or whatever mother nature I was in tune with it, it just felt good being barefoot, being able to use all the like spread my toes out a little bit and yeah. just walk over the grass and yeah, it was pretty pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you say that because I, I same I try and do that regularly. We, again we got quite lucky with what we've got on our doorstep and i was walking right. back walking the dog the other week walking on the grass and the the woman in, lives in one of the end houses went oh look at you barefoot on the grass <laughs> i was like yeah because it feels really nice you know, it's, you know it feels nice she was like yeah until until you walk into some dog shit and then that's probably not <laughs> you gotta walk where you, you gotta look where you walking no, no. anywhere whether you've got shoes on or not so you know yeah, it's, no. yeah. <laughs> it's always it's always someone to bring you down in there <laughs> yeah just it just made me laugh was like, yeah okay yeah no. it wouldn't be nice there we go ah uh, cool yeah they're comfy aren't they comfy shoes yeah i was i was looking at um buying another pair i, mean, I can't really justify it at this moment in time but mm. it's something i'm gonna i don't know why but you just you just feel they are the comfiest pair of shoes pair of trainers that i've got yeah they're just not really like aesthetic enough to go like with sort of a pair of jeans or go work in them and that. I don't think yeah. they're all right with shorts, yeah. But, but yeah, they are so comfy. It just allows your your foot and your, your toes to spread, don't they? Yeah, it's way more comfortable. It's funny you you mentioned that because I've had a pair of shoes arrive today uh, because I'm 
I was expecting to be working in the hospital, I need a, needed a proper sort of wipe clean pair of shoes. Right. Not ones with perforations and fancy design. So just a, like a leather or something that you could just wipe with, with alcohol wipes to keep them clean. And I ordered a pair of like normal, normal trainers a yeah. few weeks ago and wore them for, for a week. And I've, I had to send them back because they were so, okay. they were narrow <laughs> and quite a thick sole. So those shoes you're talking about, they're quite thin, aren't they? And there's a, like a zero drop. Yeah. So it's, on them, so it's nice. Yeah. Striking and that, yeah. Yeah. But I, I was kind of, I've managed to find a, a pair, um, the company called Freet. What is it, sorry? Freet, F-R-E-E-T. They, they do similar sort of range of, um, right. sort of barefoot style shoes. Cheaper. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, nice. I mean, so I've had, I've already got a pair of kind of plimpsoly type ones, but um, I had to kind of try and find a, a leathery, white clean ones, and I, I managed to find them in um, Finland. They've taken two weeks to get here, so, oh, it was, right. uh, so I'm delighted. <laughs> I mean, then again, they don't look the best, but they're just so comfy. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that over the, you know, the <laughs> I love Adidas and Nike and all that, but I just couldn't oh. get on them. So I were, I normally wear Converse, but. Yeah, the quite low drop, but they the are quite narrow. Converse and that, whereas the Vivo barefoot are really wide. Yeah. So, so your, your toes, as you as you press down and you walk, your toes spread, don't they, and cover the surface area of the trainers. And yeah, yeah, it does feel fantastic. There is definitely something. I mean, I suppose it's how we've evolved on it over yeah. over years, hunter gatherers, and that there is something about allowing all the muscles. Of, I mean, you might know better than me, but. Is that where we've got the most most bones in our body, in our feet, or something? I think so. there are, yeah, and and not just that. It's um, you know, it's almost like a sensory organ as well. All the feedback that you get from your feet for your balance and yeah, you know, quite quite important. Really. Yeah, there's a an MMA an MMA coach who's been on Joe Rogan, and his whole philosophy is around strengthening the feet. Okay. From, from the bottom up, so instead of concentrating on technique, punching, and all this. He's got drills and like some um, testing that once he's once he's diagnosed this and done the testing and that he knows what he needs to work on in terms of your footwork and okay. strengthening the feet and all the arches of the feet and that was quite quite interesting. Not a lot of people tend to work from the ground up and concentrate on the the footwork, the foot, the actual the footwork, but what's going on with the feet like that, the arches, whether yeah. you can stand on your balls of your feet for time. What are you you? Tours doing quite interesting. Ah, okay. I wonder what sort of movements and exercises he would do for that then for foot foot strengthening. I'm not sure. It was a while ago when he was on. I'll try and um, I'll try and find it and send you the link to it. But yeah, that was his whole like protocol yeah. was concentrating on the the feet and the strengthening of the feet. Okay. And he also he also attributed it to aging. So some of the tests he's done, foot health and maybe foot dexterity and ankle dexterity was an indicator of people maybe getting injured as they get older or falling and tripping and all that kind of stuff like so balls, yeah would something like that be in, um useful for you for your jujitsu then do you think i think so definitely yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i mean the, there's a there's a few positions where i mean one one particular trainer called preet mickelson refers to it as seal feet so say you're on say you're on your knees kneeling yeah if you're if you're in steps if, you, if your lace is down and you're yeah. in steps, they're, they're called seal feet. But there's sometimes where you'll actually sit back on your heels, so your right. toes toes are on the mats, and yeah. you sat 
on your knees, but you're, you're kneeling back on the on your heels, if that right. makes sense. It does. I'm doing it now because I'm kneeling. I've got my... All right. Yeah, I'm kneeling down, so I'm just kind of having a feel around. Yeah, yeah. Kneeling on, on, your, on, your ball, on your heels. And that takes, if you're not used to it, it takes quite a bit of dexterity, doesn't it, to hold that position and sit in that position, so... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can definitely feel it in your toes and in your in your ankles. Yeah, especially if you're holding it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching. Sorry, go on. No, go on. You carry on. The I don't want to keep referring to him as the fit for purpose guy. What's his What's his name? Oh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. You you liked um, a mobility floor drill that he was doing on Instagram. Yeah. That he'd slowed down because the previous one was was sped up on it quite quick. Yeah. And I was trying to do a few little versions of that. Yeah. And, uh, um, what's the what's is it called? Oh, I can't remember the name, but the squat where you you're balancing on your tiptoes on the balls of your feet. And yeah. You squat down. Yeah. And then you hold that position. Then you put your knees on the floor. I've, I was trying to sort of do that and get the balance right, where you can go all the way down to sit on your heels with just your your balls yeah. of your feet on the floor. Just really play hard like that. Yeah, it is. It's hard when you slow everything down as well. Trying to do it really slow and under control. It's um. Yeah. 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 Almost need. Like a, a mechanical tension, you need to be able to hold your body in tension, don't you, to to hold that balance point to get down. But yeah, I mean, like we talked about before, keeping mobility a little bit interesting, things like that. Yeah, you make it a little bit more interesting to where I will have a go and I'll sit there and I'll maybe like move around a little bit, like you're doing now, kneeling down, just to work a few little niggles out here and there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. A lot to be said for getting off the sofas and the chairs and getting down on the ground. Yeah, Definitely. have you have you heard of a guy called um, Tony Riddle? Um, a natural lifestylist, I think, on Instagram. I think I've heard of him because he might yeah. have been like a few podcasts I listened to, but I haven't actually sat down and listened to him. Talk. Oh, yeah, you should it's have a listen. It's worth listening. Yeah. yeah, interesting guy to listen to. Yeah, so in his in his home, he lives in London, and um, he's a big advocate for ground living. So there's no chairs, all, all, right. all down on the floor, hanging out. Um, floor working for yeah and and the benefits to you i listened to a bit of your your episode with um was it gary episode two? that's right yeah yeah, yeah. And you were talking about hip hip mobility you yeah. know and, and the benefits for, for that of just getting down on the floor doing a deep squat um just different yeah. floor, floor working positions yeah interesting but um a few months ago talking about barefoot stuff kind of covering both here he ran from um land's end to john o'groats uh barefoot Jesus Christ! Yeah, amazing, amazing. <laughs> Following this journey on Instagram every day. Whew. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. should have a look and have a look at his feet. You were talking about toe spread earlier on and about your yeah. feet. Yeah. Has he got Hobbit Hobbit feet? Giant <laughs> Hobbit feet with massive gaps between his toes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh, let's have a look at that. <laughs> Obviously, well conditioned, and you know that's just been his yeah, way just of life and, adapted to yeah. the way he lives his life and that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's funny, we, we were talking last time about opening our conscious nets. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, where I was listening to Ross Edgley yesterday to yeah. talk about barefoot running with, he was on a podcast with Mark Bell. Okay. He was uh, like a strength strength guy. Uh-huh. He started running during lockdown. Mark Bell started running, but he's a big bodybuilder, strength athlete. Um, so Ross Edgley was going quite scientifically into running mechanics, stuff like that. And he was promoting to him run barefoot. Have a go at running barefoot, but don't literally go barefoot and try and run 10k. He said you've literally got to scale it back and just run down, do it, do a run around your block because 
the whole running pattern when you start doing barefoot and the strengthening of the tendons required yeah. to, to run correctly barefoot or with zero like drop on your trainers. Yeah. So people don't realise. Yeah, and, starting small, isn't it? And not picking yeah. up those niggly injuries. Yeah, because you, it's a different foot strike, isn't it? If you've got big cushioned heel running trainers, and again, you know, I'm not an expert on these things. Is yeah. That would explain it way better than I can. You know, you, you're going to run that way because it gives you that cushioning of the heel, but actually mm-hmm. the body is kind of evolutionary designed to kind of move a different way, sort yeah. of more forefoot and a midfoot. Yeah. Like rather than that force going down through your heel, up oh, your leg, me. into your knee, into your Ooh. hip. And your bottom of your spine and all that. Yeah. And all that impact. So, yeah, you're right. You've got to kind of change yeah. your style a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. through listening to Ross Edley yesterday, now talking to you, I've now been introduced to Tony. What's his name? Tony Riddle. Yeah. Tony Riddle. Yeah. I want to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> in later on, I think. Yeah. 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 Have a look. Yeah, yeah, got to strength, strengthen your feet. More barefoot walking. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed that on the on the field with Olga. Just yeah. only for like fifty meters, hundred meters, something. I like just walking, and then before anyone sees me, put my <laughs> yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a big one as well. Yeah, people, people walking past and two meters away and just glancing down at your feet and seeing you. Look at that weirdo you know, walking with no shoes yeah. on. Yeah, or carrying your shoes instead of using them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So speaking of mobility and recovery and all that, let's get on yeah. to our ice bath experience. Yeah, let's. Let's. How was it? How did you get on? <laughs> I won't lie to you. Yeah. I said to I said to Gary last time we spoke that it was like, you know, when you, you go for a job interview and it's you know it's happening, it's in the back of your mind the, the whole week leading up to it. Really? I was like yeah, it's Tuesday, I've got the ice bath on Friday, yeah, it's Wednesday, oh, I'm doing an ice bath on Friday. So I was actually surprised by how much I was thinking about it and conscious about it, because um, Laura will tell you, mum and dad will tell you, I'm not, I don't really like being cold, I like being warm and, and wrapped up, and I like wearing a hat, you know what I mean, and yeah. I don't really like the cold. But we have to get out of our comfort zone, though, we saw, and uh, you put it out there that we had to do it. Yeah. It was a, so, Well, we didn't have to. It was just a just a thought. <laughs> yeah, but it, again, it's good to push ourselves past our perceived limits and all that in it, and yeah. get out of our comfort zone. It's something I've never really done. Played around with cold showers, but not to the extent of an ice bath. So anyway, leading up to it, I was like, oh, "This is gonna be sure." I don't know if I'm into this or not. Like, so I ran the bath. I've been at gym, ran the bath, um, cold water. The ice went in. Took a picture for evidence, so you, I could prove I did it. <laughs> Or I was at least going to start it. Yeah. And I got in, and the first 30 seconds, mate, I said to Gaz the other day, I was ready for tapping out. I was, first 30 seconds, and I was going, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm getting out. It's painful, really painful mm. and uncomfortable. I couldn't get my breath. But Laura was there as well, and Laura was like, like it's all in your head. Just get on with it. Just do it. Did she? So like, yeah, so she was the... Uh, the, the contributing factor to me to me continuing with it. But then after about after about a minute, I sorted my breath workout into the belly, not into the esophagus and the lungs and all that. I calmed my breathing down and I concentrated on the breath, so I was quite mindful. And then almost, it was surprising how quickly my body adapted to it, really. Yeah. And I became quite comfortable. And then I did something, moved, caused a ripple, and then that took my breath away a little bit as well then. So. Yeah. 
could you, could you see the a timer going when you were in there? No, I had my phone on alarm, so I'd set yeah. a, I'd set an alarm for five minutes. Yeah, but I couldn't see it. So right. in hindsight, I had no references to how long I was doing or had done until it went off. So yeah, yeah. But, but did you did you go for a head dunk while you were in there as well? <laughs> I went for a head dunk. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was horrible. But again, I'd acclimatized a little bit then. Uh-huh. But then I was like, right, I'm going under. Went under, came up. Oh, took my breath away again. And then once I calmed, me breathing down and. Mm. It's interesting how quickly our body adapts to to stuff. Yeah. But initially, yeah. like again, referring to Ross Edgley, he talks about this central governor theory. Right. To, to pull in the handbrake. Whenever your body goes out of homeostasis, out of balance, whenever it feels like it's in any kind of threat or it's doing anything out of its perceived limits, mm-hmm. the central governor theory is trying to get you out of there. And I almost yeah. I almost tapped out and got out of there like but We've always got some extra light, whether it's mental or physical yeah. tank. Yeah, or a Laura. Or a Laura, yeah, in the background, yeah. calling me a pusser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, and I think, yeah. I'm not just saying this now because we're talking to each other, but I could probably do longer, I reckon. I know we've, we've said we're going to do like 10 minutes next time. Yeah, you've hinted at going longer, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, once, don't get me wrong, you're still shivering, aren't you, when you're in there because you're in an ice bath. Yeah. But, but controlling that breathing and being mindful of your breath and that attention and that awareness. Yeah. I, think, I think it's a good practice and it's definitely yeah. something I'll continue to do. Yeah, good. And how was it? Because you said you did it after you trained. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the science behind it is, but right. after it, I felt so lethargic and tired. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, aching or anything i know it'd take a few days for the the, the the sensations from working out to maybe start to affect the body anyway but it proper relaxed mess so whether or not again i don't know what the science is behind it but oh, no how did you I sleep slept, that night? Slept well i slept well like yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. I, I remember again hearing or reading something that you bet you get a better sleep in a cooler temperature than you would if you're all wrapped up and lovely and warm so just by yeah. Reducing the temperature by, I don't know what how many it is, but, you know, just reducing your temperature in your bedroom by leaving a window open or... Just yeah, not, definitely. Yeah. You, you, it, it just experience, sleep. I can... Yeah. I can, that, like, just, I know I sleep better. Even when you're on holiday and the aircon's on slightly, it's better than an actually stifling room, isn't it? You sleep a lot better with the aircon on, so there must be... Yeah, true. Like yeah. What about you, then? I know, I know it's something you've done before. Is it something you're going to try and carry on a bit more regular? It's not something. That's the first one I've done probably for a year and a half. All right. Um, since before I kind of injured my back because I was yeah. I was doing it after when I was sort of doing lots of different things, training. I was I'd had a few, um, and then I did my back in and just came away from it. Um, and then I went the opposite way actually and did a lot of sauna. Interestingly, and right. Yeah. The reason so, behind so, that, as you, as you oh, heard, yeah. you want to talk about the benefits of sauna that prompted you to go and do it. I, I have, you know, with the kind of usual suspects that we've spoken about before, you know, Joe Rogan, um, yeah. I think Tim Ferriss has probably mentioned it. Um, yeah. but, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, I follow her. Most of what she says goes way over my head, but you can take I was it. I say, did you actually understand no, um, reasons no. why, why saunas are good? <laughs> yeah. Just say sauna's good. Cool. That's, that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so that was a big one actually. When I was recovering, was getting to the leisure centre, and I was lucky. I was able to get in there pretty much every day, 
and, nice. and do, do my sort of stretches and my foundation training yeah. in the sauna. So, yeah, okay. obviously at the moment we're kind of kind of missing it now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Something I don't know if you carrying on doing it, but at one point you was into, um, and I've done a few as well, but um, ice, sensory deprivation tanks floating. Yeah. Is that something you've not done for, have you not done that for a while? Um, when, no, it's been a while actually. Yeah. yeah. When, when did you last do that? Just out of interest. <sighs> Jesus, probably well over 18 months ago. Yeah. Well That's over 18 months ago. Probably the same. It's one of those things, isn't it? When you, we're talking about mobility, we're talking about basic fundamental exercises, meditation, mindfulness, flotation are so good. Yeah. We just don't do them. And I mean, they're so good, we never continue doing them. <laughs> no, that's right. I mean, our closest centre is in is in Swansea. And, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully after this, they'll be able to sort of remain open because obviously they, they're all shut down as well yeah so it's quite a drive was it an hour an hour and a bit so you know but the, the reason i started going there first was niggling back problems again just to sort of relieve any pressure off yeah of course off the area but i had to kind of drive there and drive back so it, uh, it was compounding it's been sat in the car felt amazing at the time and just afterwards but good bird for walking yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you make of it then when you did it well we're quite fortunate that I remember I was getting into it when we was when I was living living down south. Yeah. So I remember you 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 bought me the the float book. Yeah. So I remember you dropping that off. Um. So I was kind of getting into it then. I don't think at that point I'd actually floated. I'd actually been for a the float in a flotation tank. But we're quite fortunate that we've got a, a centre in St Helens. Yeah. And, and people might not be aware of it, but it's it's on North Road in the Spar on North Road. They've got their own flotation tank. And um, so for those who are listening, who like if that one person is watching this for, who, who hasn't done it before, it's a sensory deprivation tank in it. So yeah. you, the, the water's the same temperature as your skin. So you can't tell where the water ends and you, your body begins. So you're floating, full of Epsom salt. So it makes you buoyant. So you're floating, aren't you? You obviously can't see anything because it's pitch black. Yeah. And you have earplugs in so you can't hear anything. So it's complete sensory deprivation in it. It is. Um, it is because before going in there, I'd played around with meditation and mindfulness. Um, my wife Laura, she got actually prescribed some um, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, and we were we were it was going back a few years ago. This, and we both did that together. So we were both like um, into mindfulness at the time, and I thought, well. The next step up to increase the intensity of it would be to completely like go sensory deprivation and get an isolation tank. So I did it. The longest I think I've done like mindfulness for was probably 25, 30 minutes. And a, a session in the tank was an hour, wasn't it? So once I'd got past that half an hour mark that I was comfortable with, I was getting a little bit restless after after like half an hour. Okay. But managed to like control the thoughts and where my mind was going because I tried to use it as a form of mindfulness, lying there and being with my breath, concentrating on the breath. And every time a thought comes in my head, I try and bring it back to the the, the breath work. Um, but it was difficult, but again, just part of a practice, do you know yeah. what I mean? And part of a learning process. And I think I'd went on another, I bought a course. And I think it was six sessions. So I went, I think I'm still all like, I'm still all probably two sessions, I think, but I've just not yeah. been for, for so long. I think I went on four sessions 
over four months and um i got up to maybe an hour and a half i was in there for an hour and a half oh, wow. again sometimes depending on what frame of mind i was in and what happened during that week maybe or all sorts of limiting limiting factors sometimes i could quite quite easily handle the, the hour and a half with just me and my thoughts but other times it was it was hard work but really? again yeah. it's a practice isn't it mate and it's something it is. to work on don't you so. it is and, and what i've read about sort of that kind of therapy in particular is the more that you do it the, the quicker your body is able to kind of get in that real relaxed sort of yeah theta brainwave state isn't it they say that, yeah, that yeah. Sort of That's line right. between wake and and sleep just that sort of yeah. dreamlike state yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, i forgot about that theta brainwave states yeah yeah you get tracks you can get audio tracks can't you that of that particular brainwave yeah have you ever used them I've not, but I've I've read a little bit about it that it can increase obviously relaxation and stuff like that. But I've never played around with it at all. But that might be interesting to to have a go. Yeah. If we can't, um, if we can't actually get in a flotation tank, so yeah, yeah, binaural beats, isn't it? It's like yeah, frequencies to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I know. I wonder. I wonder. I've, I've never been. You all right? Yeah, like a, I've been doing me pops. I'm going to knit my mum's now. Oh, it's hey, Paul. Hey, Laura. How are you? Yeah. Hey, okay. Yeah, I've just been doing all the pots for the garden. Oh, good. So I'm going to nip my mum's and take hers now. Right. See you later. See ya. Take care. Oh, I need the house key. You too, love. See ya. <laughs> just spot me floor then. I was in full floor. In full float, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I've not played around with... Um, Buying all beats and all that kind of stuff. So that might be interesting to have a play yeah. that like. I've been there a couple of times when I was like having trouble sleeping for, for whatever, just dropping off, just putting the headphones in, looking for one that says it helps you drop off to sleep. But I've never yeah. actually looked into the science of it as to why it works or if it works. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, good. So, so what have you? Um, oh, can I quickly say thanks for the book, by the way? All right, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. I started it last night. I'll surprise so, you. So I'm only, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. That's brilliant. Um, I'm only a, I'm not that far into it, but it's good, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. I, like I mentioned last time, I like the way he, he infuses the actual fictional narrative of how people make stories mm. and infuses it with the actual scientific, psychological reasons that our brain makes stories yeah i mean it's good how he does it both yeah, yeah. Well, i just finished a few pages where he's talking about um how we perceive the world and and how little we do see and hear and feel because of it, it through our senses you know we, we're only seeing certain light frequencies we're only hearing certain sound frequencies and and talking about <laughs> the different makeup of different animals eyes I know, yeah. And bees, bees can see all radio waves, can't they? Yeah, the electromagnetic map of the world or something, yeah. is the phrase. Yeah, it just blew my mind a bit when he was... Yeah. <laughs> I must admit, there's a few parts in that book, and again, it's one of the reasons why I, I, I gifted it to you, because I thought... I don't know, sometimes books come along and it explains something that like maybe you've not been able to get your head around previously. Mm. And I've read... Like the chimp paradox, which is all about like your your monkey mind and your emotional side. And um, yeah. Daniel, Daniel, I'm gonna 
butcher his name, but Daniel Kinnaman, he written Thinking Fast and Slow, which is quite a heavily scientific book, and mm-hmm. tried getting my head around that and struggled with that. But Will Storer and the, was it The Art of Storytelling, The Science of Storytelling. Science of Storytelling, yeah. Of storytelling, really like simplified it and put it in like layman's terms around how your brain needs these narratives to survive. It, it can't deal with things happening in a vacuum that don't connect. So your brain connects dots when there's no real, no real like reality yeah. to connect those dots. And that's stuff about how we only perceive so much percentage of the world. So our reality is only our perception of reality. It's not, it's not your reality. It's not actually reality because our brains don't spend any time in reality. No, that's right. <laughs> There's a few bits in the book when I was reading it, I was like, yeah. I was like, I have to read it again. I'll have to read that bit again. <laughs> yeah. There was one bit there which um, which happens to me regularly during the week. He, t- he talks about when, say, there's not so much light and you're in, you're walking along and you thought you saw a person over there, but it turns out it's a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Paraphrasing, but that's basically yeah, yeah. it. And as you get closer, you, oh, no, it's not. It's a man. It's a, it's, it's a tree. Yeah. It happens to me about two or three times each week when I'm taking the dog out. Especially <laughs> the time of year when it's still, you know, there's still a bit, a bit of darkness in the morning. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember at the end of our road, there's a sort of a circle of, of stones that's there. Yeah. yeah, I do, yeah. From a distance, looks like a looks like a person. All right. <laughs> so when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah. But what he's saying is you, you are actually seeing a person, but it's not until you get that extra information, you kind of make all yeah. the, the adjustments. That, that, yeah. I know. It's, I know. It's interesting. The bit that got me. Again, I think it's quite early on in the book. When your peripheral vision, we have blind spots, don't we? And I get, this isn't me saying this. This is what I got from the book. We have a blind spot. And the blind spot is filled with a fake story. Our brain just makes up what the blind spot is filled with to, to create the narrative like the, the, the scene carries on. It doesn't actually carry on. It, our brain fills in the gap that we can't see. Right. So it's just making it's making it up. Making so, it up. Yeah. That's really odd, isn't it? I know. Think about it. Sit and think about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can sit and kind of contemplate, and he goes deeper into this in the book. That so if what we per- if, if if our perception of reality isn't actually what is happening in the real world, and every individual has their own perception of reality. Yeah. So the way to get on with people is to try and understand other people's realities rather than trying to impose our realities on top of other people. Try and understand what your view of the world is before I try and get you to understand mine. Yeah. And it goes on about that. And if it is only a perception of reality and it is only a story that the narrator in our head is putting together, then we can change that story, can't we? We can change that story and adopt a different view of reality. And he, the one example that stink, sticks out to me, and it's funny that because it was it was something that I was going to like talk to you about and bring up maybe in a later a later conversation that we have. And he says, "There's a glass, and the, the cliche whether the glass is half empty or half half full." So I I say it's half empty. You say it's half full. But the glass is still got water in it, regardless of whether it's half full or half empty. Yeah, that, that is the reality that it's got water in it. Yeah. So I go. I, I'm a pessimist because I think it's only half full. 
or half empty, sorry. Yeah. You're the optimist. If I change my view of the world to your view of the world, then I have a better day because I feel better about that glass being half full. Yeah. I mean, so why can't, if it's only a story and a narrative that your mind's made up, why can't we change it? Why can't people change their view of the world and yeah. be happier, be better, yeah. have a different mindset? That's what, honestly, mate, I was blown away by that book. That's really? why, yeah, that's why I yeah. sent it to you because, yeah. Amazing. It's, it's funny you say that. I, was, I heard a thing the other day. They were talking about optimists and pessimists and what's what's it best to be. And it was like, well, the world needs both because um, the optimist invented the aeroplane, but the pessimist invented the parachute. Yeah. <laughs> balance, life balance. Yeah. yeah. We can all be a bit of both. Well, we are. We're all a mix of both, aren't we? But, yeah. yeah. There's the but other. There's the other side right. of the coin. Um, a mate of mine has a saying that if you always think of the worst. Then if anything good actually happens, then it's a bonus, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then it depends on how you think of the worst, isn't it? If you're constantly walking around with your head down thinking that the worst is going to happen. But, yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you've read a, a bit more um, sort of stoicism books and um, yeah, yeah, literature than I have. But there is one there, isn't there? I can't remember the phrase, but, but it's imagining that putting yourself in the position of the worst thing happening and then how you would... Yeah, and deal with it. I can't. Do you it's remember? Quite, you know, quite early on in um, it's it's a it's one of the very early chapters of meditations by Marcus Aurelius, and yeah. Tim Ferriss has referred to it a few times. Yeah. That if you wake up in the morning and you have the mindset that you are going to meet people who aren't going to agree with you today, who are going to have arguments with you, who aren't going to be happy, they're going to have their own agendas, they're going to disagree with you, they're going to cause arguments, they might even want to get in altercations with you. People are going to piss you off. Yeah. And if you're all right, if if you know that's going to happen, you can be all right with it. Yeah, and yeah. Th- and it'll happen, and then you kind of notice it and go, oh yeah, there's that, there's that thing. Yeah, yeah, what would happen? Yeah. But yeah. getting sucked into it and letting it ruin your day and. I know. Yeah. Again, it just comes down to mindset, doesn't it? Whatever tools you use, whatever your your influences are, it's just changing your mindset about things. Yeah. I mean, like we spoke about last time, using this period of lockdown isolation as an opportunity for growth rather than down in the dumps and sticking for the reality that we find ourselves in you can change it. it's only a story that you tell yourself in it yeah that's true and like we said before it is easier said than done like everything and sometimes you just need you know you can do that yourself if you've got the tools and the but it might take someone like like us chatting here now and, and you coming out with yeah. something and going oh yeah didn't that's cool. I like that. Well, definitely, that's the idea. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. I mean, I'm not. I mean, you know me. I'm not sitting here going, "Oh yeah, I know everything." I'm. It's just because I've read a few books, mm. listened to quite a lot of podcasts. Do you know what I mean? And stuff. Eventually, the more positive influences you have, they rub yeah. off on you. They can't help but rub off on you. Same, same. If you were listening to like negativity all the time and, um negative influences and all that that's going to have a, a re- an effect on your personality and the way yeah. you talk to other people and your behaviors and stuff so it's just listening to a lot of positive influences again something you've said in, in the past before feeding the feeding the right wolf yeah feeding the good wolf yeah, yeah. feed the good wolf yeah and uh awful just me and you talking because this is a community podcast channel so it's for the community it's for maybe people who are a little bit uh, less fortunate than others maybe yeah. less disadvantaged they can listen to this and maybe text something from it 
that's the whole reason why and the goal behind why I wanted to start doing it. Yeah, it's a brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And, and it's funny because I, I was listening to something earlier today and they were talking about people, you know, at the moment might be feeling quite isolated and not seeing the people who they want to see. But we're quite yeah. lucky that we've got, you know, we can do this. The technology, you know, yeah. You know, we might be sort of physically isolated, but we can still be sort of mentally engaged and talk about things that, you know, whether whether it's what we're doing now or talking to family members about what's worrying you or just checking in with people and seeing how your week's gone, you know, so it's, it's no. lucky to kind of have all this to be able to do it. So Definitely. Yeah. Something that's, that's sort of affected me, not affected me, that's not the right word, but um, again, while listening to podcasts, was that your dog barking then? Yeah, can you hear him? Yeah. <laughs> Olga's, Olga's just perked her ears up, she can hear it through the, the audio. <laughs> But listening to podcasts and stuff, it's not very often that in this kind of current climate with technology that you sit there. For, I mean, we've been going for 48 minutes now right. and we've not picked up the phone or anything. You know what I mean? We've, we've put technology, we've put our phones to one side. Yeah. We've had a conversation. How often does that happen? I don't even talk to Laura for like 50 minutes without going on our phones. And that's not good. That really is it. No, it's, it's easy, isn't it? I mean, mine, I've got mine right here. But I'll tell you what I have noticed, even though I'm still working is I'm, I, I'm picking it up more to check in. Like, oh, right. I mean, I'm not on Facebook, but I've kind of jumped back in on Instagram again over the last sort of couple of months. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much the only one. But, yeah, I'm still picking it up more than I, more than I want to. Yeah. So, so how much time would you – have you always got your phone on you? Like when you go for a dog walk, would you take your phone with you? Because I'm always like listening to, to some music or podcasts or something like So I've always got my phone with me. But I don't tend to check it when I'm walking around. It's just in my pocket. Right. And I've got me, me earbuds in and that like. So, yeah. we did. I did go through it because I was quite embarrassed. I think I mentioned this last time. By yeah. your screen time. You know when it gives you your, um, your notification how long you've been spending on screen time this week. Right. And I was like getting quite embarrassed by it and thinking, oh, my God, that's not that's not good. That like four or five hours a day screen time. And I am doing a lot of work on my phone like, uploading videos and making mm-hmm. content and that but me and laura sat down and said like maybe after after half past six at night we're going to turn our phones off and just leave them or put them on vibrate and leave them like at the far end of the room where we can't grab them yeah uh, yeah it, it is better to you know i mean it just stifles all like conversation and can do intimacy yeah. and connection and everything doesn't it really yeah, I mean, you know, this has all been said before, but you, you'll go out when we're all allowed out again. I, I wonder then, like when everyone is allowed out again and we get back to going out in groups, how that'll affect. Because, you know, pre-COVID times when everyone was out and sat around a table, then you'd see a family and they're all on their phones or their gadgets. I wonder whether that'll change once everyone is allowed, allowed back out again in groups, whether... You know, because we're missing this sort of face-to-face. It'll be more conversational. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting what will change, really. And I think definitely there'll be something around that that people will realise or have epiphanies that, because you've not seen your, I don't know, your Auntie Jean or your your Grandma Joseph for however long, and you go around for a cup of tea and you are more mindful and more aware that I've not seen them for ages. I'm going to put my phone to one side and I'm going to have a real conversation because I've not had the opportunity to for the last six weeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think the, we might have said this last time, but there'll be a big a big push around 
loneliness and isolation in the third sector and people really like yeah. trying to combat these these issues and that yeah, yeah. And, and what's the sort of support networks in in your area for that for that sort of thing if, um, if, uh, to be honest in this time now yeah uh, the pub a pub called the eccleston arms and a rugby club a rugby club called blackbrook royals rugby club have been um taking round through parcels to any like elderly or isolated and all that and johnny vegas you know johnny vegas is yeah he's he's a celebrity around obviously he's from st Helens and that he was uh he was involved with blackbrook and the eccleston arms taking these food parcels around for the elderly who are isolated and that so there has been a quite a big sort of community element of trying to get trying to get help to those who, who need it which is really good to see yeah. yeah yeah but i think that'll just it'll just promote more organizations as and when we go back to normal there'll be a big a big awareness campaign around isolation and loneliness i think definitely yeah, yeah it's needed going back to um that's a good link to the the oh what are they call i keep getting mixed the flotation tanks yeah I was, I was telling gary this so anyone who's heard me speak to gary i'm going to tell the same story again and it's in the science of storytelling there's an ex there was an experiment that people were in flotation tanks and they had no experience of mindfulness or meditation before so they were going in a flotation tank sensory deprivation they had a little buzzer in the corner and those who weren't comfortable with it and didn't have like the the uh were comfortable with just being on their own with their own thoughts. When they got bored, they pressed the buzzer, and the buzzer gave them an electrical shock. And right. the studies were showing that as people got bored and weren't comfortable with nothing to do, more and more people were forced to take action and actually kept administering themselves electric shocks just for something to do to have some action. For some stimulus. For some stimulus, yeah, that's the best. That's the better word, yeah. Wow. Just for something because there was nothing going on. And you can directly relate that now to people who are in isolation at home. You've got no external stimulus. You've got no relatives, no family going around. Yeah. If 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 we take that experiment, which is what Will Store does and puts it in the real world, then yeah. people are going to start adopting negative behaviours, aren't they? Like using alcohol and drugs and all that kind of stuff. And maybe if they're with the families, they might take it out on their families and the husbands, partners, wives, kids. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting experiment, and I thought, wow. And it's funny I was doing a course recently, and it was one thing that when we went into the classroom at the beginning, sort of said hello, and but um, everyone was quiet. It was it was like half a class. Everyone was just sat in their chairs. And I looked up on the projector, and it said, it was "Just instructions: come in, sit down, don't talk to anyone." Right, it was part of the beginning of the lesson. So I was like, "Oh, okay." So I just sat down, gave a little nod and a smile to the people that were in the room. You just had to sit there, which I, you've done the same if you've tried meditation and mindfulness. Actually, you're quite comfortable sitting yeah. and doing nothing. So eventually, everybody comes in and clocks on quite quickly what the what we're doing. And I think <laughs> it's probably fifteen or twenty minutes that we had to kind of sit there until we got started. But it was quite obvious who the people were that weren't used to sitting and doing nothing. Right. Like just yeah. in their own in their own space, in their own head. They were yeah. Needing that little distraction of the phone or, or whatever. Did you see people like knees going or toes tapping and fidgeting and, and yeah, very yeah. restless. 
Yeah, whereas, you know, some people were quite quite comfortable, you know, get your feet yeah. grounded, get your hands on your lap, move your neck a little bit, close your eyes, bit of breathing, just <laughs> and just enjoy it. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's interesting you say that. In a flotation tank, you'd rather have a shock. A, a shock, just for some external stimulus. Yeah. But, I mean, you can see it now. When you're queuing up to get in supermarkets, people are queuing. Maybe mm-hmm. people aren't used to queuing for that long just to go in the local local co-op or whatever. And you can see like frustration by people. We had it at B and Q, went to B and Q. And it's yeah. a click click and collect service at B and Q. Yeah. And the the system they adopted, again, they were just doing the best with the resources that they had, but it was like um five lanes, four members of staff, everybody queues up in the car behind the bollard and everyone queues and then it's your turn when it's your turn when the person goes in front of you you pull up yeah. but the queues were quite big because they could only deal with a certain amount of people at a certain amount of time and people were getting quite there was there was like a tension in the air really? if the if the customer service member of staff went to somebody else like queue, not queue jumping but they would just go into whoever they thought was next and there was there was people there was quite a lot of tension if someone yeah. like didn't get their turn next or whatever, like, wow. And, uh, there was some people who were just sat there comfortable, just waiting. It is what it is. I've got nowhere else better to be. Do you know what I mean? I'll just sit here comfortably. And there was people getting frustrated, showing tension. And, uh, I don't know, again, just adopt a bit of a, maybe, maybe it's some good that will come out of this COVID experience that people need to adopt more. Yeah, practices like meditation and mindfulness and all that. Yeah, but it's become again, it's becoming aware of it, isn't it? I mean, you're quite astute and you pay yeah. attention to these sorts of things, so you can you you notice it. You, you're looking around and you're noticing it, whereas other people, maybe the ones that aren't happy, they they're just in yeah. here. That's that's it. They're not noticing what's. Yeah, what's they're, they're telling themselves telling themselves a different story, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Different reality. Yeah. Different that perception. cause and effects. Yeah. Something's something's affected their reality so they're not comfortable mm. in and they're not patient enough to just accept the situation for what it is yeah and and control what they can control and get on with it and yeah yeah that's it that's it no that's in- that's funny that's interesting you say that right. but i'm glad you enjoyed the book mate is everything else on hold then is it why you read that all the other books yeah, yeah i've got about four on the go at the moment so i've just <laughs> put them aside i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get get, get that one done yeah because i you know, put a bit of time I think, in. I think what I'd like to do is, in in future, a book that is like really sort of has really struck a chord with me. Um, have a book review. So instead of just having a conversation like we are just on general topics and stuff, review a book where maybe like a little bit like Jocko Willink does, you know, yeah. with his format. Yeah. Where. I'll, I'll pick out a few passages in the book that really like stuck out to me. And um, if, if you do finish reading the book, like you do the same and we'll go through the book, we'll review it. We'll pick out a few things that sort of relate to us and why, and we can just have a conversation about why and the what ifs and stuff like that. Like yeah. that'd be quite, quite interesting. Interesting idea. There's um, it's interesting. You say that there's a guy I listened to called um, Zestology podcast. I might've mentioned to him before. Oh, it's not uh, like- he's, he's recently, um, done a similar thing um but i think it's all done through facebook but first he, he did um a survey to see which type of books 
the listeners would want to review. So you had the choice of fiction or non-fiction. Right. I mean, and, and his podcast is all about um, health and vitality and wellness and energy, you know, really interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's quite a recent thing, but um, they've gone for fiction. All right. Non-fiction, yeah. So, I mean, I don't read a lot of fiction, do you? Not really. What was the last fiction book I read? Um, oh, what's it called? Oh, God. It's, it's like it was like a, a Jason Bourne type. Okay. Quite. Oh, it's going to do me. I didn't know. But yeah, a bit like, like a Jason Bourne yeah. type. I am. Oh, it's going to do my head in. Oh, no. Oh, I can't think of it now off the top of my head, but yeah. a bit like a Jason Bowman, but it was actually quite good, but I've not read a fiction novel for for a while now. Like. Oh, it's very rare. I've, I have got one that's kind of on the back burner that, again, was mentioned in the podcast, but it's been sat there. It's not something I would normally... No, I, I get quite bored yeah. reading them, because... I don't, I mean, this is only my personal opinion. Obviously, Laura reads loads of, that's all Laura reads is fiction. Mm. She was mad at me for all like the, the kind of self-help and psychology books that I read and that she was like, well, you just read a storybook. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Read something <laughs> like escapism that takes you in, yourself into another world or whatever. Like, do you not get bored? And I'm like, nah, nah, if, if I don't feel like I'm learning something, yeah, but I've not got any real interest in the book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're spending all your time trying to figure out this world rather than yeah, yeah, yeah. to other ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She'll, I, I, I was reading that science of storytelling. I, I put the book down. I'd be just like trying to think of what I'd just read, try and process it. And Laura would be like, "What are you doing?" I'd be like, no, "I've just read something that I can't get my head around, so I'm just trying to like process it in my mind." And she's like, "Oh, wait, that's weird." Yeah. <laughs> then you have to go back and reread it and go, "Oh, yeah." yeah. Makes yeah. sense now. I know. Yeah. That book I was on about, I Am Pilgrim. I Am Pilgrim, right. I Am Pilgrim, and it was actually really good. Um, yeah, it was about the perfect murder, and someone gets away with the perfect murder. Okay. Yeah. And they did. They got away. Spoiler alert, they got away with it. I don't want to spoil it for you, but yeah, good <laughs> book. Yeah. I, I, it was actually like when people say, like, it's a page turner and that, it was actually like, it lived up to the superlative of unputdownable. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what's your plans for for the next for the next week then, and 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 this as well? Now, have you got sort of ideas as to who you're going to have on? Or there's a few ideas, yeah. Um, I don't want to name names. No, no. Um, just in no. case they are watching and they, they think, well, I never agreed to come on there. Like, yeah, but I've asked a few people to yeah. to come on that. Like, so we should have a few um, different varied people to talk to on here. Yeah, and I've had a few ideas with it. Like the book, the book review is definitely something I'm interested in doing. Whether or not that's with another person or me doing it solo, yeah, it'd be a bit weird recording myself doing. Do you know what I mean on like video or whatever? Because I'd have no one to like interact with and bounce off. So maybe if I do it on my own, it's just going to be an audio based thing. Yeah. When you read, yeah, when you read the passages, are you going to do your best uh, Jocko voice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to have a go then, but I'm not going to have a go doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, there's a few, there's a few things that I've written. Not long after we 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 left the the police, mm. um, around like when I started reading like stoicism early on, and uh-huh. they were almost like blogs that I've written. Oh, okay, I, I thought about maybe reading them as a bit of a monologue and, and talking about them a little bit more and explaining like my mindset at that time and what I was going through and. 
yeah. not not like what I was going through in detail, but what the reason like what I learned from him and stuff like that. Like, so is that interesting to look back on now and read through? It is actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't read him through fully, but I had a look at him the other day, and yeah. some of like the the lessons that I, I said I'd learned from, or some of the coping strategies I was using. Yeah. Um, from leaving the police and then moving back up to St. Helens and that loss of identity and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I thought, wow, that's quite um quite like powerful stuff really. And at the time it's the first sort of first time I'd ever really like sat down and written anything down, like blog wise or Yeah, yeah, it was in, it was interesting. So I don't know whether they're a bit too introspective to maybe put out the in public or Oh no, I don't know. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll have a think about that. But definitely the book reviews and more interviews, and it'll be nice once once we get out of lockdown. Yeah, I want to do interviews in person. I want to like set up a camera in me in my kitchen and that our breakfast table and have like a bit of a bit of face to face podcast and stuff like that. So yeah, nice. Sounds good. Exciting. It's exciting. I'm excited for you. Yeah. No, no, like I said, there's no real real end game to it. Just mm. enjoying the process and seeing what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. No, in terms of the rest of the week, I've not really got anything planned. My, my sort of routine is um, once I'm awake, something to eat, coffee, read a bit of my book. Um, once Laura starts uh, conference calls and stuff like that, I'll, I'll make myself scarce. I'll go in the gym. Yeah. Or um, do some content for the, the Jiu Jitsu online stuff, send some emails and just keep myself busy that way, really. I watch a bit of Jiu Jitsu technique. Yeah. Listen to some Rogan, maybe. That's a lot of. Yeah, good. Yeah. And now, now you're doing this as well. This is going to take yeah. some time, isn't it? Especially if you're figuring out your your video to, video editing and. Um, I need to figure out. So last night I figured out how to add end tags or end I can't, end credits onto the video, so it comes up saying subscribe and click onto oh. the next video. Yeah. So I figured out how to do that, but I need to figure out how to put like tags to like the Instagram page and that, you know, people can just yeah. click it straight to Instagram. But yeah, again, just, just a learning process. There's probably just a YouTube tutorial that I can watch on it. And it's as easy as oh, that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure. I know. Yeah. It's not like, not like, like there's not many podcasters out there that haven't done it so that you've got, there's lots of people to on it. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Again, that was another argument that people, not argument, but that was another point that people were saying that there's, there's so many out there. Why, what's the point in you doing one that if like, do you know what I mean? There's like loads of people have got podcasts out there. Why are you doing one? Why are people going to listen to you? And it's not about like, if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. It's just, yeah. why not? Why not do one? Yeah. Why, why not do one? Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe like Joe Rogan at the time of starting is in London real. Maybe Brian Rose, when he started London real thought, well, who's going to listen to me when you've got Rogan and Tim Ferriss out there doing this. And yeah, and now look what look what he's gone on to achieve and build. So huge, huge, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's like a media, full media company is created, aren't it? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it is. yeah. no, it's good. Inspiring, yeah. So, what about you? You're you're just back in work all week now, aren't you? Back in work. Got uh, what we got this week? Got an online yoga session tomorrow. Oh, right, it's nice. Um, th- there's um the foundation training that they're, they're sort of running the odd sessions, but because of the time difference between here and America, it's just hoping that I'm home in time from work to kind of oh, right. yeah, do that. Um, Friday nights have been awesome because there's um, a page on Instagram and it, it, 
and they run um, something called the London Surf Film Festival each year in October. Right. So they'll screen a series of movies, surf movies or all right, cool. yeah. movies. But what they've been doing during the lockdown, they've got another page now called the um, the Lockdown Surf Film Festival. And each Friday night they're releasing um, just for 24 hours a screening of one of the movies that they've shown sort of oh, in the past awesome. few years. So the last three weeks, four weeks now, that's been my yeah evening settle down get the laptop set up and and watch one of their films yeah it's just so cool something a bit a bit different put your feet yeah, up just there. relax and yeah, yeah. It. so yeah i remember watching um oh, what's what's the big wave surfer guy's name uh you know what i mean don't you? shane shane dorian shane dorian and there's the like an older an older uh, guy that's it Lord hamilton Laird yeah Hamilton. yeah yeah watching some of his uh, clips on youtube of some of the the waves he was surfing and that oh my god i know it's just, just scary to watch. yeah i know it mentions him a little bit in that fear book what you've been reading doesn't it mm-hmm. yeah just it does talk yeah. Him, yeah yeah talk about being able to handle the the fear of of that because i mean you know better than me that must be instant death if you wipe out on them waves that's it and it you go well it does happen yeah. It does happen. I mean, not that I'm going anywhere near waves like that. The closest I'm getting is from watching it on my telly. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it does happen. But yeah, I don't, I don't know how often it happens, but it, it must happen because, you know, those giant waves, they're breaking in really shallow water on these super sharp coral reef. You know, if you land you don't incorrectly like you or just wrongly and, you, you you know, you're cracking your head on there, it's not a good outcome, is it? So, yeah. But, but again, like you say, he's talking about how he... You know they're all they're all fearful. They're all scared, but it's just how they how they overcome it. How they overcome it and deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, know. I remember a, a quote from Custom Martin, Mike Tyson's trainer, Mike Tyson's old school boxing trainer. Yeah. Um, reading Mike Tyson's autobiography, Custom Martin had a had a quote that um, fear is like fire. It can cook your food, but it can also burn your house down. Oh, so it's all about, like handling how you how you handle your fear it can work both ways it can be a good thing it can be a bad thing it can cook your food but it can also burn you burn your house down oh. that's quite a little yeah good little quote that's quite nice i haven't heard that one before i like that that's yeah. good yeah old school old school custom arter yeah <laughs> i know sorting meds i appreciate you um i know you've not long since finished work but you, you're yeah. speaking to me for an hour now and, and your evening that but let's um Let's let's talk again once you've read a bit more of that book, and we'll do that review. We'll do that uh, book review. If you want, yeah, be, be happy be to. Thanks for spending yeah. the time and thinking it's worthy that we're going to record it and <laughs> putting it out for other people to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just think it's an. I mean, I don't know why. Maybe books come around at the right time for the right people. I don't know. Maybe there's something like subconscious about it that you get drawn to a book or something for whatever reason. But I think a lot of people should read that book just to find out maybe their own stories that they're telling themselves on a daily basis. Maybe they're stuck in a rut. Yeah. Maybe they're, they're in a, um, a negative of um, a volatile relationship and whatever reason they're telling themselves these stories and they're, they're in this reality that they think there's no way out of, but you can change your reality. You can change your story that you're telling yourself. Yeah. Just think that that book's like a, a powerful, even though it's about writing stories and it, at the end, yeah. he breaks down The Godfather into five acts and explains okay. what all the acts are, which is really interesting. Ah, cool. But, um, yeah, I think everyone should read that book. So I think 
I think we're we're offering a service there for us to to review it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I better I better read it and pay attention. Yeah. So read yeah. it and make sure. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Get loads of get loads of highlighters on it. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will. That's a project. Good. Nice to good to see you, mate. All right, mate. You too, as always. Yeah. You had your all well. Yeah. Stay in touch. All right, mate. Cheers, Paul. All the best. Thanks, mate. Take care. See you, buddy.